You talking about football? Yeah, football, NFC North. Let's talk football. Welcome back, everybody. This is Heading North, an NFC North podcast, and I'm your host, Detron. Listen, week 13 is in the books. We had Detroit heading into the Big Easy to take on the New Orleans Saints, and we had the Green Bay Packers welcoming the defending champs into Lambeau and taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. And we also had Minnesota and Chicago taking a bye week. And I'll be honest with you, if I had weeks like they've had over the last couple of weeks, I'd want to take a break too. But everybody's back in action in this upcoming week, so we'll talk about that a little bit later in the show. We'll also talk about how Detroit went into New Orleans and looked super impressive and then made me extremely nervous all in the same game. Uh, And then Green Bay, they're looking hot and it, it does not make me feel good to say that. All of that and more on today's show. But you know what? We're going to first kick it over to our sponsor for the day so they can tell you about all the things that they got going on at OffRackShop.com. Our sponsor this week is OffRackShop.com. OffRackShop.com is an online thrift store. They have men's and women's clothing, shoes, accessories, and more. Usually about 300 items to choose from. So if you haven't already, check out our description for 15% off your next purchase at OffRackShop.com. So we're going to get it kicked off with the Detroit Lions this week. And some storylines coming into the game. Well, probably the biggest storyline is the Lions lost to the Packers on Thanksgiving, which feels like a decade ago. Thanksgiving feels like it was so far away, but it was just technically now two weeks ago uh, and it gave some real hope to the Green Bay Packers for their playoff chances and what it did for the Lions was put even more doubt into the head of a lot of people for how strong or how well the Lions can finish this season this week they had to take on the New Orleans Saints so they were going into the Big Easy and it was the perfect time for them to have a bounce back game the other storyline coming into this game were the question marks beginning to develop about Jared Goff and his ball security multiple weeks in a row you had seen Jared Goff either throwing interceptions or fumbling the ball but in general just not securing the ball and it came back to hurt the team in multiple weeks those were the things that we were concerned about as we entered into this game with New Orleans but immediately the Detroit Lions put folks on notice they got off to a 21-0 lead in the first quarter. This is behind some quality play on the offense, a pick, and a fumble recovery by the defense. So going out of the first quarter, this thing looked like it was going to be a slaughter. But that's not how it finished. But let me tell you about a couple of stats. Golf, he finished with 117.6 QBR, 16-25, only threw 25 passes, 213 yards, Two touchdowns, zero picks, one sack, no fumbles. So no ball security issues for Jared Goff in this game. Had some pretty minimal uh, production from Montgomery and Gibbs. Montgomery had 18 rushes for 56 yards, but did add a touchdown. And Gibbs had eight rushes for 60 yards. St. Brown had one of his quietest games of the season. Two catches, 49 yards, but he did get in with a touchdown. But there was one very massive performance from this Lions-Saints game. And that was rookie Sam Laporta. He caught all nine of his targets, 140 yards, and a touchdown. He was Jared Goff's security blanket toward the tail end of this game. Everything thrown Laporta's way got caught. And they needed it. 
because like I mentioned, they were out to a 21 to zero first quarter, which felt like this was going to be a runaway game. And then came Taysom Hill, Taysom Hill, Alvin Kamara, Chris Olave, all of them came alive through the other quarters of the game and really put together a performance that almost got them the win. Heck, there was even a Jimmy Graham sighting in the end zone of all places. But late in the game, Derek Carr got hurt, got knocked out of the game by Bruce Irving. Um, He left the game, Jameis Winston came in, and he just couldn't bring it home for him. But that offense, if they had another five minutes, maybe another quarter, there's a chance that the Lions could have lost this game, which gives you a whole lot of concern. Sure, they took their foot off of the gas just a bit after the first quarter because they had a comfortable lead, but after their performance on Thanksgiving, you would think that they would want to come out and dominate the opponent this week, and it started to look that way, but it definitely didn't finish that way. But coming out of the game, here's a couple of things that we want to be aware of. Well, first, let me say congratulations, Detroit. 9-3 9-3 and three for the first time since 1962. I was so far from being thought of at that point. The Lions, 9-3, and three, the best record they've had, had since I've been alive and a fan. So this is an amazing time to be a Lions fan for me. The next thing to know is next week they got another divisional opponent and one who almost shocked them the last time they played. They're going to be taking on the Chicago Bears. So this is one of those games that if Detroit isn't careful, could come back to bite them at the tail end of this year when they're trying to lock up the NFC North and potentially sneak into a one seed in the NFC in general. Uh, But Detroit definitely needs another win as they roll into uh, Chicago. And then lastly, The Lions truly control their own destiny. They certainly need to beat all of the NFC North opponents that they take on, which are Chicago Bears and the Minnesota Vikings twice. Definitely got to have wins in those games to ensure that they lock up the NFC North and potentially the number one spot in the NFC if we get that far. But I'm not looking that far ahead. We're going to focus on this upcoming week's game, which is the Chicago Bears. All right, next we are going to talk about the Sunday night matchup between the Green Bay Packers and the Kansas City Chiefs. Storyline coming into this game, the Packers are looking hot. It's getting warm in Green Bay. And I'm going to tell you something that frightens me just a little bit. I saw a pass play during the game where Jordan Love was fading backwards and just casually slung the ball, I don't know, 30 or 40 yards downfield to his receiver for a reception. And he was doing it as he was drifting backwards. And the the picture that came to mind was a young Aaron Rodgers lighting me up. And I almost broke out into like the sweats, almost got the chills thinking about how if Jordan Love is anything like Aaron Rodgers, I'm in for some more tough seasons as a Lions fan. But for right now, I'm not going to bask on that. I'm just going to say that the Packers have now gone on a three-game winning streak after defeating the Super Bowl, defending Super Bowl champions in Lambeau, right? This is the second loss, by the way, as a side note, that the Chiefs have taken from a team out of NFC North, the first loss being my Lions on opening night. What disappoints me as a Lions fan also brings me a little bit of joy as a fan of the North, just to see Jordan Love light up the Kansas City Chiefs. So let's run down the stat line. Love was 25 for 36, 267 yards, 
three passing touchdowns, no sacks, no fumbles, no interceptions, 118.6 QBR. Was a big day for uh, Watson as well, someone who I harp on getting the ball. Seven catches, 71 yards, two touchdowns on the day. Romeo Dobbs chipped in, four catches for 72 yards. And the defense really played a pivotal role in this win. The defense kept Mahomes uh, to 21 completions on 33 passes. He only had 210 yards, one passing touchdown, a pick, and three sacks. Travis Kelsey was held to under 100 yards and only four catches. And Rice had eight catches, but only 64 yards. So the Green Bay Packers, for the majority of this game, not only managed the game, they were dominant and they appear dominant against a team that is supposed to be better than them. And I put suppose in air quotes because any given Sunday, right? But the Chiefs have a primary weapon and that primary weapon is Travis Kelsey. And when he's not clicking well, you've got a real chance of beating this team. And Green Bay put that on display. So coming out of this game against the Chiefs, what do we care about with the Packers? Well, first, we care about Jordan Love looking very composed in this game. He did not look rattled. As a matter of fact, he looked like he was having fun out there. And that's the same kind of composure that he's going to need down the stretch of this season because they've got a couple of opponents that they can absolutely beat. Their next three games are the Giants, the Buccaneers, and the Panthers. And really, the only team in there that has anything to fight for are the Buccaneers because they're just on the outside of the playoff picture. But after this win that they got against the Chiefs, they moved into that final playoff wildcard spot, and it pushed Minnesota up. And so it's Dallas, Minnesota, and Green Bay as the wildcards at this moment. Green Bay's in the playoffs if the playoffs were today. They've got to keep it up. They've got some very beatable, beatable opponents. I don't even know if beatable is a word. They got some opponents that they can definitely defeat down the end of this playoff run. They just got to do it. They got to show that same composure that they had against the defending champions in every game this season. Uh, And because of their lack of strength of schedule over these last five weeks, And the fact that there's multiple meetings of teams that are above them. The Lions have to play the Cowboys. The Lions have to play the Minnesota Vikings twice. Green Bay still has like an outside chance of winning the division, which could be a wild flip in fortunes if you find Green Bay at the top of the NFC North after the Lions have pretty much dominated it all season. But all of that is still TBD. The Packers... Still got to go and take on the Giants and see if they can get a win against a team that has been pretty beat up all year. Uh, Lastly, because they were on the bye, we don't have much to talk about with the Bears and the Vikings. Uh, The Bears will, uh, like I mentioned, take on the Lions this week in a divisional matchup. And the Vikings will go and take on the Las Vegas Raiders in Las Vegas. So this should be a pretty good week of football for the NFC North. We're going to get a chance to get a three-team parlay in there with Matt and spread in the field. So without further ado, let me send it over to Matt so he can tell you how we did last week and what picks he has for this week. This is Matt, your resident Vikings fan, and this is Spreading the Field. We're back for some more peak picks for Week 14. But before we jump into that, let's look back at the results from Week 13. We only had the two games, but we threw in an extra lock of the week with another anytime touchdown score. 
Two weeks ago was good for us. This week, not so much. Romeo Dubs, four receptions, 72 yards, led the team in receiving yards, but did not get into the end zone. So that's our one miss for the week. We did hit on the Lions, though. Lions minus four against the Saints. Man, they came out and dominated that first half. I thought it was going to be, you know, eight touchdown victory at the end of the game. But give the Saints credit. They come back in the second half, get back into this game and make it a game. But Lions end up winning 33-28, win by five, covering that four-point spread. Second game, Packers against the Chiefs. Chiefs coming into Lambeau. And I thought the Packers being a plus-six underdog at home was just straight disrespect with the Chiefs coming to town. I know the Chiefs are Mahomes, Kelsey, this great dynasty force of football that nobody can stop. But if you haven't been watching football this year, yeah, the Chiefs aren't the Chiefs. They are vulnerable. They are very beatable. And that is exactly what the Packers did. They come in. The Packers don't need the six points. They say, keep your six points and we'll put up eight on you. So the Chiefs favored by six. Losing Lambeau, Packers 27-19. And, you know, Green Bay is right there. Same record as the Vikings now. And they are just as much in the thick of the playoff hunt as the Vikings. you got to be excited about this if you're a Packers fan because at the beginning of the year, you know, there's a few weeks there, I mean, for Packers and Vikings fans both, where the playoffs seem so far away. Why think about them? And now these two teams both have a chance, you know, to get into the wild card here. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Can the NFC North get three teams in? I don't know. We'll go week by week. But let's look at week 14 now. In week 14, we have the Lions going on the road to Soldier Field to play the Bears. Minus three and a half for the Lions. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking that this is going to be the lock of the week. And it's not. And it's not because I honestly have been going back and forth. I've been updating my spreadsheet, Detron. And a second ago, I had Lions. Then I had Bears. Then I had Lions. Then I had Bears. I'm landing on the Lions. So give me the Lions minus three and a half. The Lions have just, as much as I believe that they are who we think they are this year, that they're the NFC North champs right now, leading the division. Something about the Lions right now. They just they're not putting a full game together. And the Bears are a weird. I mean, I know they played a snooze fest against the Vikings right before they went on the bye. But they played close against the Lions in Detroit. I think they could I don't know. That's where I can keep going back and forth because Detron, I, I the people are gonna think I'm crazy. I think the Bears could win this game. I think that three and a half is gonna be close for the Bears to not cover here or with the points, but yeah, I'm landing on the Lions though. Not a very confident one, but Lions minus three and a half in game one. In game two, you have the Vikings going on the road to Vegas to play the Raiders, and this kind of blows my mind a little, but the Vikings who have not named a starting quarterback. That's right. We do not know who the Vikings are going to play at quarterback right now. Dobbs, Mullen, Hall, who knows? Maybe O'Connell decides he's ready to play quarterback again. He goes out there. I don't know what the Vikings are going to put on the field of quarterback, 
but Vegas does not care. They have the Vikings as three-point favorites going into Las Vegas to play the Raiders, and that is just due to the Raiders' dysfunction. They've already fired their coach. They've got an interim coach. They've got Aiden O'Connell as the quarterback. There's lots of things that say the Raiders shouldn't win this game. But if you've watched the Vikings game this year, they'll find a way to make that game close regardless of quarterback. Um, I think, personally, Dobbs gets to start here. Um, Dobbs, by no stretch, has been amazing the last couple weeks for Minnesota. But he brings a playmaking ability with his legs to the equation that the other two backups don't have. They all equally can turn the ball over. They all equally could crumble under pressure. But Dives is the only one who brings you that ability to extend the play, make something happen with his legs, and turn nothing into something. So even though we don't know if he's the quarterback, I'm banking on Dives being the starter. I'm also banking on Flores' defense being able to shut down O'Connell on the Raiders' offense. Give me the Vikings minus three in game two. And our third and lock of the week in week 14, the Packers coming off the win in Lambeau against the Chiefs. They're setting up for a perfect letdown game going on the road to New York. Monday night football against the Giants. The Giants have their undrafted quarterback, DeVito, who's just, you know, is, is he the next Brock Party? Every time we have a quarterback that nobody's heard of, especially if they're late round or undrafted, it's the next Brock Purdy. But guess what? I don't think that the Giants have found their next Brock Purdy. I do think maybe the Packers found their next Aaron Rodgers or Brett Favre, though. This has been such a weird year. Love was up. Love was down. But love, as of late, you have got to love the way he's been playing if you're a Packers fan. The Packers look really good. And as a Vikings fan, I'm nervous because... You know, we typically are looking up at Green Bay. Right now, we're kind of even in the division here, but this is a huge week for playoff implications. Packers are six-and-a-half-point favorites going into New York, and they are my lock of the week. I think Green Bay keeps their momentum rolling, and this playoff race is going to get super interesting as we go down the stretch. The NFC North is about to be the talk of the NFC playoffs, Detron, so be a lot of good content. That's my picks for Week 14, though. Lions, minus three and a half. Vikings, minus three. Packers, lock of the week at six and a half points there. Detron, thanks for having me on. And until next week, skull. Thanks, Matt. I'm going to go out and get my picks in today. That way I do not miss out on getting a win and, you know, making a little bit of money. That's our show for the day. If you were listening to the podcast and you got to this point, I greatly appreciate your support. Thanks for listening. Uh, Go ahead. Give us a like, thumbs up, share us with someone. I don't know. Post us on social media. Reach out to us on social media. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, If you decide to come back next week, which I hope you do, make sure you got your bags packed because we are headed north. I'm Detron. Peace. You talking about football? Yeah. NFC. North. Let's talk football.